Hello and welcome to the podcast. This welcome. Is, this is a new everybody. podcast. It, it might have been like Demon Possessed. It was a fairly large, mutated looking chicken. We were born in the north, but we grew up in the south. We learned all of our words from Pennsylvania. And people are that toboggan. That little toboggan. It's not there. a toboggan. A toboggan <laughs> is a sled. Okay. Yo, point three inches, baby. <laughs> Dude, I can't take it. Welcome to another episode of the Wiseworks Podcast. Yes. Um, we're back. We've done a lot of podcasting this week, but that doesn't mean that this is not going to be a good episode. It's going to be a great episode. We've done a crap ton of podcasting this week. Crap ton. And we've done a crap yeah. ton of stuff today. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, as we talked about last week, uh, we did go and film a wedding this past weekend. Oh, that's so, for people who have not listened to. Well, the we we talked about version. it last last week. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if you join us week to week, we did do it. It went very well. Now I have yeah. editing to do, but I am tired. It is Monday, the day <laughs> after we got back. Yeah, i I want to do a really quick recap because people who aren't going to listen to the longer podcast that we did, and we only kind of recapped it at the second half so even if they listen to it they might not get to the second half Mm -hmm. so can we just recap the wedding a little bit for a second yeah um i know for me you were there before me because you went and recorded just filmed some of the getting ready shots Mm -hmm. and then i showed up for the actual ceremony itself Mm -hmm. um that's what i helped out with but it's funny it was a our friend Seth, it was his sister who got married. Um, he's been on the Midnight Special once before, and he's going to be on... He was on last week. Yeah. If, last if all week went well, he was on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, the funny thing was, to me... I mean, we're decent. We're really close to Seth. Mm-hmm. So when I showed up, he was like, brother, and <laughs> gave me a big kiss on the cheek. It was funny. He did the same to me. Yeah. He was uh, quoting Godfather and saying. Uh, like, I'm so happy for you to be here on the wedding day of my sister. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like at the beginning of Godfather 1. It was, after it happened, I'm like, that was a greeting, my guy. <laughs> Godfather, that's a good movie. I, uh, I've yeah. always really loved Al Pacino's work. Scarface, obviously Godfather. Yeah. What else is he on? <laughs> he's on a bunch of stuff. I know he's on a bunch of stuff with De Niro. Um mm-hmm. Crap, what is, what else is, is Pacino on? <laughs> he's on, you know, I'm only thinking of like an Adam Devil's Sandler Advocate. movie he's on. Um, uh, well, he's a great actor. He was on a random Adam Sandler movie, Jack and Jill, I think. Was he? I think he so. He was on Jack and Jill? I'm pretty sure. He was on The Irishman that came out recently. I think that was the film that he was on, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he was on The Irishman. Oh, you mean Jack and Jill? Jack and Jill. Gotcha. But yeah, uh, it, the wedding went really well. We did a highlight video, yeah. full ceremony recording. It was, uh, I believe it went well. Just got to edit it together. Usually editing can take a minute, but I'm going to get it done. Excited. It's going to look nice. I like to make the the highlights and the ceremony as much as possible look very cinematic. I don't always achieve that with certain cameras that I have access to to use. So like during the ceremony with this one, we had a a four camera setup. So pretty much what we did is we used two cameras, a Blackmagic Canon for over the shoulder 
of the bride and groom of the front and then we did put a gopro the gopro recording here in the middle in the know. middle on a little table to get a wide straight on view which is very similar i don't people don't see it but it's very similar to what we do for this podcast yeah it is pretty similar to what we do for this podcast but then i also went around with this guy um an iphone and just captured b-roll shots of just like sort of kind of long that i will insert those clips in there and i usually like to take this and make it like black and white yeah and like cut to like a little black and white shot here and there throughout the ceremony um and then i also like to add music like i don't just let the, let the audio be the audio because i don't want people to watch it and feel cringy mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities to feel cringy when you watch a video yeah. like that especially of yourself so i want to even with the ceremony i usually get some royalty free music and i put it in there in the background to sort of create the mood yeah. of it yeah. and so i I, cr- I do my best to make it as meaningful as possible and make it as yeah. cinematic i as think possible. everything went smoothly from my perspective i know the before shots you I some I left without your shoulder mount that you normally use. Yeah, I was carrying around my mini tripod, holding it like this. I usually have a shoulder mount, and you wouldn't answer your phone, man. Boy, it died. That's yeah, but why. you went and got a charger, and then I didn't. It didn't show. And then me. you didn't look. No, it didn't show me that I had missing calls from you. It showed I had a missing call from our dad, from my parents, <laughs> but that not was from you. So frustrating. Okay, well, so frustrating. It was just circumstance. I mean, everything happens. That's why you prepare prepare for the worst. Well, you have to troubleshoot. Yeah. You 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 can prepare, but literally I prepared. I brought a shoulder mount. Yeah. And you took it with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had to troubleshoot. Yeah. Cuz I was prepared. But that was my fault. I left it in your car and your phone was dying, so it's whatever. But anyway, that's what we do. That's what we did. I think that's the last I believe that's the last. Here, go like this, right quick, on the other side. You got an eyelash, right quick. Yep, you got it. I believe that's the last um, video, video freelance freelance gig Come. I have for the year, unless something comes up really quick. But usually things are planned out a little bit ahead of time. So yeah. unless it's something smaller and real quick, I believe that's it. I might get an editing thing or whatever. I kind of hope I do. You want more projects? I want like a small editing thing so I can make a little bit more. What if somebody the, uh, just threw in a wedding? Threw in a wedding? Would you do it? Yeah, I think I would do it. If they were willing to pay me, yeah, I'd do it. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, that's a good chunk of money. Yeah. I don't, I go to the end of the year with another chunk of money like that. Yeah, I'd be down. It's definitely. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm wondering what, what, where you want to start with this uh, with this topic. Um, I oh, wait talk- first. I need yeah. to say, The Mandalorian two. I haven't watched any of the episodes yet. Season yeah. two. Don't. Um. Apparently, it's really good. Up till now, we have not. Which we we haven't to watch seen it, it before. We're, we're gonna do before we record the midnight special, which because, is what we've already shown people. Yeah, everybody's already watched it at this point or listened to it. But between now and Wednesday, we have to watch two or three episodes of the Mandalorian because we're gonna be talking about Star Wars and we need to consume as much of that. That's like the biggest, newest, freshest thing. So we need to make sure we consume that. Um, something that I was interested in talking briefly about. Yeah, was I watched this video about how Disney makes 
it's a very strong format where they take any kind of fairy tale or old story or whatever and just inject cuteness where literally cuteness is the selling point of everything they do everything they do yeah they 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 introduce the cuteness factor so they're in their animation there's always multiple cute characters or very big eyes it's actually a psychological thing mm-hmm. they say that they say that like humans have evolved i guess to for children to be cute because I, I know they do make everything very animated and like yeah. not what I say realistic, but, but yes, very big. But the eyes reason and, why that why they say things are cute is so that you'll keep an eye on them to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. So if is they it need something, like a sleight of hand type thing. Wait, okay, I'm talking about in general with humans. Oh, okay. Disney took that principle and has applied it to all these crazy stories, like in the old days. Like Sleeping Beauty, like Pinocchio, these really dark stories, changed the ending, restructured, made a lot of characters look cute and easy to look at, almost like baby-like child features so that we keep our eyes on it. It's it's almost hypnotizing in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know I felt that way with uh, Rapunzel or Tangled. The way yeah. they animated specifically Rapunzel in that, like locked me in for some reason i don't know why it's weird because it's just an animation (laughs) maybe it was the voice i don't know (laughs) but yeah it locked me in and it's definite and they've done that with star wars notice all the cute little dumb animals they're introducing into the star wars universe it's like they can't help it yeah bb8 the little ball yeah like they they decided to take a, a rtd2 which no. wasn't cute, and decided to do something like give it a little ball well, to no, make it look no. cuter. If you go back and actually listen to the, this is something that I want to talk about maybe on the uh, so uh, midnight special because he might know more about this. I went back and wa- listened to the original commentary with all the original cast for like four, five, and six, mm-hmm. and the original um, design for. RTD2 was BB8. Okay. The, at the time, they had no way of making that ball spin the way it did to move the character. It gotcha. was too hard. So they kind of adapted it and didn't do it. But they held on to that idea and that design, and that's why they made BB8 the character, because they wanted to pull that design from the original um, concept that they had for RTD2 and. R two D two. Yeah, that, you yeah. said R T D two or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so that's something that you, a lot of people don't know. No, I didn't know that. So, but yeah, I get what you're saying about cuteness. Like, um, so what? What are some cute things that they've introduced? Obviously, oh, oh none of that, my guy. <laughs> that you're making the podcast go down. <laughs> Chill. Okay, on the one that sucked. Where they go to the island that Luke's at? Yeah. They the, had the little creatures that everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah. They sucked. I've only watched it one time. Is that bad? I've no, I've only watched it one Star time. Wars. You only have to watch it one time. You're not going to watch something that's trash again. Well, it's a waste I've of watched time. all the Star Wars multiple times. Double digit numbers for sure. Maybe even triple digit numbers for. No, no. I, let me rephrase that. I could have not watched. I mean, I've like definitely the watched the old. Well, the fourth, the four, five, and six, I've watched a lot. But I've also watched the prequels, probably double digits. 
definitely double digits. But definitely not triple, triple digits. I, but I, yeah, that's none triple digits. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah, I've I've watched the prequels and the originals double digits for sure. Haven't only watched the new ones, like maybe the the first one, number eight, I think it was or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, probably watched that maybe twice. Yeah, and then the last one, Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, the the last one that's recent. Yeah, I the the last three I didn't even keep up with because I I watched them and I was not interested. Um, The Mandalorian, yes, I like that. That's good compared to the movies themselves. The Mandalorian, the show is good. Which I know, (laughs) I'm real excited to watch season two because I know about the technology they're using mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be blown away i'm gonna know it's not all just computer stuff it's literally like you're in an led thing keeps is it kind of like a virtual reality like that how they're doing it it's have you not looked up any of this yeah stuff? a little bit okay it's a big room mm-hmm. a circle screen the ceiling the walls every, all of that stuff you can put whatever you want mm-hmm and it has perspective from the camera. They attach its technology, so it literally oper- the the ba- the background is interacting with the direction the camera's pointing. Okay. So perspective, all of that, you get all of it. It is kind of like virtual reality, but it's it's just displaying virtual reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like which is what I was thinking. I that's what I meant by virtual reality. And it's cool because it's like literally you have to do a lot of prep work, but then once you put it in editing, it's literally just color correcting and editing it together. There's like hardly any special effects outside of like lasers and stuff that you have to add because it's all yeah. in camera stuff. That does seem a lot easier to film. Yeah, it's definitely easier, but also, it's not easier. No. Yeah. It's quicker. Quicker. It's more efficient. It's very interesting and fascinating because you can create any world you want. Literally create any world you want. But. Some smart people filming that. They said on the behind the scenes, um, you know that one scene from season one where the baby Yodas, they're on Tatooine, I believe is the, the planet. And. The, it, the sun is setting and they're like on this rock face and he's like sitting down almost laying down like looking like he's about to turn in for the night yeah it's just the two of them it's just some really pretty shots they said they filmed that for five hours and they said imagine having a sunset for five hours to just work with my guy because they it was it wasn't yeah. a real sunset it was a artificial sunset I definitely would love to go there and, and observe this, but most filmmakers probably would. So you know what I no would love to do? Doing that. be on the camera in that room. Yeah, that would be insane to look through your viewfinder and be How like, "How much do you think someone gets paid for something like that?" That probably makes a decent, decent check. A lot of money. Hardly anybody's using this technology. Yeah, but they got Disney money. So Disney money and Disney. Oh, did Plus you hear money. that? Did you hear that Disney Plus? Mm-hmm has they expected to get to between 60 and 90 million subscriptions mm-hmm. in the first five years of opening it right how long has it been open like what nine months yeah they're already at a little over 60 million that's so many people Holy they crap. they they are way past their projection on how quickly <laughs> they would get subscriptions and i think they're basing that on hulu because they own hulu 
And Hulu doesn't have that many. But also, you know, I guess Hulu wasn't a platform that they invested much into. A lot of people like Disney Plus. I mean, because of all the Disney films that are on there. You know what's crazy, though? We were talking about Disney's subscription service. We had a few things wrong. So I was convinced, which I'm I'm not this completely like season convinced. one that we talked about this? No, before the, before we even knew what Disney Plus was. Okay. I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast. We might have. I think we did. I think we did, but yeah, I, yeah, we did early on before they even announced Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, um, season one. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, we talked about it, but I was convinced at that time that Disney would do a streaming service, Disney Plus, make it a lot more expensive than all the others, so you'd have to cancel your subscription to others if you wanted Disney, but they would pack their library even more than they're doing right now. You know what yeah. I mean? So I thought there would be they would pull everything from everybody. So everything Marvel that's not owned by Sony. Which there's a lot of it on there. Well yeah, but Sony Sony has a little piece of it, like Spider Man stuff mm-hmm. and it they would have to buy it from them. But everything besides what Sony owns, they would take Marvel um, put it on their platform. Everything 20th Century Fox that's been created, they would put it on their platform from years since they since they bought a big yeah. chunk of that. How, Obviously, Star Wars stuff, which they did kind of monopolize on Star Wars. I mean, Wars. to be honest, they might still do that because they're kind of bringing people in at this point still. I mean, but you're now at 60 they, million. You yeah. are gaining so quick on Netflix. If they have, let's say, hey Siri. How many how how many Netflix Oh come on. Hey Siri. How many Netflix subscriptions are there worldwide? Okay. I found this on the web for how many Netflix subscriptions are there worldwide. I wish they would just tell me. They might not have the number. No, they have it. Google has it. You just have to if you I don't want to allow cookies. This is sucks. I'm just trying to get my answer. I'm just going to go Google and ask <laughs> because Google knows well, the right answer. Back to what I was saying. They're probably trying to get people in and then they are just going to bump up the price a little bit because how much is it now? I mean, it's like... I think it's it's. I like know Netflix is 99 a month or yeah, something. Yeah, it's cheaper than Netflix, I think. And Netflix is like, I think I paid $12 for Netflix. Yeah, $12, which is really cheap for everything you're getting, to be honest. Yes. Okay, so Netflix had blah, 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 73 million subscribers, U.S. subscribers, the subscriber base in the United States account for the majority Netflix's worldwide streaming subscriber base, which at the end of 2019, so at the beginning of this year, at the end of last year, stood at... 167 million subscribers right. worldwide for Netflix. So that Disney I'm sure they gained this year. This year they might have gained a lot because a lot of people oh, don't have much did. to do working at Definitely home. Definitely did, probably. I They're like, all right, I'm going to pull the plug. I'm getting Netflix. I got nothing to watch. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure 2020 was great for 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 tech companies. For streaming. For, for streaming media. 2020 was amazing for their business even though people aren't because it's cheap it's not yeah. like asking for a bunch of money but it's offering a lot of entertainment it's it kind of interesting how 
just what's happening in the world affects things like that or even things like the stock market and just things like that. You know, today was one of, and I don't know the exact number, but it's like one of the 10 most uh, profitable uh, like days for the stock market ever. Really? Yeah. Why? First, I don't know. Just stocks went like soaring high. It had something to do with the election. Mm, well, they didn't though. The stocks did not go up. Though. They did. They did. If you go and look not at mine. the stocks, <laughs> your stocks didn't. No. Stupid. It depends on the stocks you have. But did any of yours go up? I mean, we have the same stocks, I think, right now. Don't you have a couple more than me? We're not. This is not talking about stocks. <laughs> We're not talking about stocks. Let's let's go back. Originally, I wanted to talk about method acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can get into a whole bunch of stuff with method acting. Yes, I think we've briefly talked about it before, but not like so in depth. That do you like method acting? Do you think it's good and like do you want to see people do it? Yes, now. I would say the sh- the couple films we've done where we've gotten people to act for us, especially on kind of volunteer basis or just doing some films rather than us acting itself. I'm seeing people that their sole job is to act when they come on set mm-hmm. with us now, and so yes, I'm s- now. I do. Before, I didn't see so much a purpose for it because I didn't have, I wasn't around just actors. I think method acting, it definitely gets the actor in the role. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I don't, I, okay, the, I think there's a level of hype to it. So, for example, um, what was the film I talked to you early about, Jim Carrey? I think it was Ace Ventura. Okay. Is that one of his first films? I think so. There was essentially, I watched a documentary on, on during the production of that. And he was staying in character the whole time. Yeah. And his character was very strange. Refused to break, was annoying people, was playing pranks on people as the character in their trailers and stuff. He was very intense. It got to the point where so many people hated Jim Carrey, and this was his breakout role, you know, Mm -hmm. that Jim Carrey called the director and asked him as the person, as the character, would you like Jim, would you like uh, Jim Carrey to stop acting like this? Like he didn't (laughs) want to break character, even asking him if he thinks it would be best for him to stop doing this. And the director, even though he was really annoyed and pissed off, in that moment he decided, no, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And then he went real hard after that. It was a pretty cool documentary. But it was like he just... Where is this on something? I can't remember. It might be free on YouTube. If it's not, I probably watched it on Netflix, maybe Hulu. I don't know. It's one of those three. But it was pretty cool. It was... was, uh, it was interesting. That kind of method acting, I don't think is necessary. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting to talk about. I don't know if it ultimately makes you a better actor or not. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some actors will be like, yes, of course it does. You don't know what you're talking about. But other actors choose not to do it, and they're amazing. So I would wonder, maybe it might not be that helpful. 
I know um, there are certain people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that do method acting. Well, I'm talking about method acting it. in the form of just acting the part and staying in character, yeah. not necessarily physical things, like physical changes to themselves. Okay, well, I mean, even just staying in character, sometimes that messes with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a long time, people have effects from doing method acting. Good, bad, I don't know. Who who do you have on your mind? I mean, some obvious ones like Heath Ledger. Well, yeah. That it, affected his mental state. Yeah. That it, uh, Do you know if that was truly from method acting, or was that something that he was... Was that like a uh, a medication issue he had? It might have been a little bit medication plus method acting. You think he leaned into it a little bit? Yeah. I know he did stuff like keeping himself in a white room to try to become mentally deranged. To what extent only he knows that and he's dead, he can't tell us. Yeah. But he did take action to become the iconic Heath Ledger Joker, which is crazy. I remember I was in high school when that film came out and all of the crazy, crazy posters of the Joker was out. This really creepy stuff. People were being like in our community. Yeah. So like demon possession. The Joker's demon oh, possessed. Yeah. People the actor's like demon possessed. You can't, we weren't allowed you to can't watch go it watch it. Yeah. And I was like, this is the most intriguing thing. All I want to do is see this actor play this part. That is, and true. it was so incredible. And then you hear it this is guy a great dies. film. Either just today it is. But imagine Heath Ledger didn't even get a chance to see the success of this. No, you know how much more famous he is dying before the marketing for the film even started. No, I mean he he's in things. That he got pretty famous for, was, not to the extent, of not the to Joker. the extent of the Joker, but yeah, he decently famous. But yeah, that's so weird to watch it and think he's he didn't even see the marketing for the film. He didn't see all these posters. Like he didn't the things that me and you saw. Then yeah, it's crazy to think because he was so in depth with that. But I mean, just going to method acting more people that like get really skinny for a role or really big for a role yeah um i mean we can name a couple few we talked about uh matthew mcconaughey for a couple we have uh heath ledger the the batman what is that christian Christian bale Bale. played some natalie the machinist and in vice those are the two the two craziest ones christian bale's done vice where he played the vice president, um, what was his name? He was the vice president to George Bush. I don't know. He just he just blew up for that role to look like the guy. Anyways, um, and then Machinist got yeah. way down. Nothing but bones and skin. And uh, The Fighter, is that right? Is that a movie? I think Fighter's one that, I think it's called Fighter. He the was one, pretty, the boxing one. He yeah, was in, he was pretty Pretty small. skinny for that. And then um, you look at him as Batman, and he's all jacked and, like, really healthy looking. Yeah. You're like, how on earth is his range so crazy? You know, I have a theory. Yeah. I think people that do that to themselves to that extent, and even, like, the purists, the purists 
of actors talk about people like Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Shia LaBeouf himself. Okay. That's, that guy's crazy. These guys have been in acting since they were kids. Yeah, they have. Most of them. Uh, a lot of people didn't see a lot of the stuff that Christian Bale was in when he was a kid, but he was a little boy when he started acting in mm-hmm. movies, pretty ca- pretty high caliber movies. And when you're in it your whole life, I feel like you start to become this purest actor. So you start doing things like you're not just looking out for what's the most money and you're going to take like more indie film, lower budget films because you like the character, you like the story. Um People like uh, um, the guy on Nightcrawler. Oh, um, he was Jake in, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. He uh, he was pretty young when he got his breakout role, Donnie Darko. Yeah, and he's kind of a purist too. He's done big films. He's in Marvel movies with Spider Man and stuff, but he also is just like showing up and doing like, um. Southpaw, he got Southpaw. really jacked for that. A guy I work with was a PA on Southpaw. For real? Yeah. It's a good film. Um, And uh, like I said, Nightcrawler, that was a pretty low budget mm. film. Um, I looked, I think the budget for Nightcrawler was like $5 million. That's crazy low yeah, for, for a, a Hollywood film. film. It was an indie film. and But all these purists, these actor purists, just take roles and they're, they're the more, like, yeah. ones more likely to do the more intense method acting and usually there were they were method acting as kids so you see one like jennifer lawrence who she wasn't super young when she started doing have you seen her do a method role it's like the older they are when they come into fandom the no, least likely you see them do I don't, method i mean not off the top of my head i could be mistaken from that what what roles i mean she played in what was the one where she was like making the mops Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I th- I want to say she probably got into that role decent. Maybe but, not method, but... Yeah, that, that's the thing, though. Method is... Like, research and method acting is different. So, obviously, every, every good actor is going to do a lot of research to portray the character they think is the best, whether it's fiction or an actual person. But, like, okay, but look at The Rock. Huge. Famous he, and physically huge. Yeah, he's never going to method not. act. No. His thing is he's jacked. He became pretty famous after he was an adult, you know. He uh and now he's like one of the biggest names, but he's in so many big blockbuster things. Yeah, he's not gonna method act. But he he's not gonna method um, act. He's not a he's not an actor purist. We can gotta go into if you were gonna be in a film acting, mm-hmm. would you method act? I mean Absolutely. not be on the crew at all, just acting. Your sole purpose is to act. Someone says they're gonna pay you a million dollars to act in this film. Absolutely. You would? Yes. Yeah, um, I think I would. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm that great at acting, but I would immerse myself into it, so I would try to at least... I would love the, the challenge. Role. Yeah. I would love the challenge. I think it would be really hard, like, if I wanted to direct a film, and so I said I'm also going to act in it, and then I try to method act while also directing, I don't think I could do that. That would be too no, emotionally. Not, not to direct. No, you'd have to just act. Yeah. And you couldn't. That's what I'm saying. I would love the challenge. I don't know if I'll ever be given that opportunity because the films I'm probably going to be involved with are, I, unless, I mean, maybe not in the future, but 
perhaps I might just be pretty heavily involved in the crew or directing or something. Yeah. And so it would be a, a strange case scenario, not impossible, but a strange case that I would be able to method act. But I would love the challenge if someone was willing to What would to give you it to say me. if you could pick like a character or like a, like a, not the story because I don't want to just say like, oh, you're going to play this story and method act in it, but just a character, what would you feel the most comfortable method acting? Because that's crazy to think about. I, I've always had fantasies of doing my own version of a Joker, but we've had too many Jokers. We definitely have done a lot it wouldn't of Jokers. Be any like the other, it wouldn't be like any of the ones we've seen. How would you play it then? I don't want to tell you. No, I want to know. <laughs> tell the audience. I think there are things... Um, I think there are things... Now, granted, I haven't done a whole lot of research on the, the comics or uh, the original Jokers. There's been plenty of different ones. Um, Mark Hamill's too silly, uh, mm. in my opinion, even though everyone who is the Joker, purist, I keep saying the word purist, they like but his Joker they the like him the best. Um, Jared Leto, I liked more than he I would was agree. given credit. I, I like that. Because of Suicide Squad being the film it was. Suicide, Suicide Squad sucked. Suicide Squad sucked, but Jared Leto played it good. I agree. Because I feel like... He was a mob boss Joker. And that was... that yeah. He played that part well. That's that's why I have so much uh, quarrels with the Joker film. The one with the Joaquin Phoenix. Because they played it so much like... A mentally deranged guy and I think it was an interesting film it was a good film but for a Joker film I think they didn't play it right Joker is yes crazy yes all these things but he also is a mastermind with um, just being with a, resources. a master villain he knows how to have resources and he's really smart to and he's outsmart also a lone wolf as yeah even to outsmart Batman himself that's one thing I think was brilliant about Heath Ledger, though. Heath Ledger had, I mean, they portrayed the Joker for him as a lone wolf who has weird resources and gets a plan done. Like, it opens the movie with a bank robber where he's the last one standing. Yeah. A bank robbery with many people and he's the last one standing to get away in a school bus with everything. That, that is that, a brilliant that, portrayal of the genius. Joker. Yeah. And then you see that throughout the film. So he'll be like he's trying to steal he's trying to steal Harvey Dent out of the the, the truck. He yeah. shows up with a semi with like I think uh what was the word? I think it was like I can't remember it said slaughter on the side of the yeah, the truck I believe, but he had painted the S so I think it said something else. I can't remember. Um but they just open it up and he has a whole crew of people. And then like the very next scene, he's showing up to like the mob people and burning all their money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then in the next scene, he's up in a building holding a holding a device for a bomb with a bunch of hostages in clown masks holding guns, like tied guns to their hands and he to has make like people a think, crew but he, where's his crew people. at that point? That's the thing. We he's so unpredictable. Yeah. We don't know. He's he's either going to show up with a crew and he has a plan and he's going to carry it out or all of a sudden he's 
He's planned a plan, and all his crew's gone. Maybe he's killed him. Maybe he's fired him. Maybe they don't know who he is, and he just took off and went somewhere else. We don't know, and that's what makes his brilliance of that. And then also the portrayal of the Joker was very unique. Yeah, I I would agree. The, the planning side of the Joker was the best portrayal of Heath yes. Ledger. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Like he just... He's, he has a whole crew, and then he shows up in Harvey Dent's hospital room by himself in a nurse outfit. Yeah. You know, he, you know uh, Jared Leto's playing the Joker again? Yeah, I heard that. And also, they're wanting to do another Joaquin Phoenix one. Yeah. I don't... I... I don't know how that's going to play, but... I don't know. It, a lot so. of people liked Joker, which I did too. I think... I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people liked Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He did a good job. And a lot of people liked the movie, but I don't know if his portrayal of the Joker was the lived up to movie. how much hype there was. Yeah. And it it you're competing with someone so who's literally dead who most people agree with has the best Joker ever and never will be beaten. And then you're also come behind in Jared Leto, who also got a crap ton of hate, but also has this whole unique thing with the Joker. Then you have the traditional Mark Hamill does the voice. See, Luke I'm not Skywalker is the voice of the Joker. Mark Hamill, but he is a good voice actor. So I think it could be very good. I haven't watched much of you're it. You're just coming in and competing with too much. That is true. I wouldn't... I have fantasies of doing it, but I would never do it. Okay, but let's get back to the original question, maybe. Okay. What what role would you do outside the Joker? I would love... I would, <laughs> I would really be into playing some kind of crossbreed between a I Revenant. Okay. And I I don't know, kind kind of like a drama, kind of like a dark drama, but also survival thing. What, what? Yeah, dark drama. What type of actor or character would you be in that dark drama? Because I have an opinion about this. I think I a dark drama to where it's like a murder drama type thing. I want mine to be a timepiece, probably. Of, or set in the like future, down in the south. I think I could play that decent. Really? Yeah. Or also, Modern or when what what? Uh, old. Like, like maybe a time piece. So the old fifties. Okay. Um, and then I think I could play. Oh man, I just lost it. I had I had never. The oh, south a boxer. In the 50s. A, a box. A boxing film. I would would like you be to. able to do a southern accent? Yeah. I, I may I probably could. I mean I've grown up around it all the, like my whole life. I don't know. Southern accent's like not super easy when you got a camera on you and you're like, all right, go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you got all the all of the South critiquing your ability to speak with as an accent. Yeah, I the first person I'd go to is like probably our sent friend Seth or like <laughs> gonna get gonna get uh taught just talk to him like you like with an accent and force it until it becomes second hand yeah <laughs> or like find people that do have a really probably go down to georgia because that would be why just go hang out with seth well, for like yeah, months seth, but there's time. there's 
not as strong as I think down like Atlanta, Georgia. I think more people. Nah, there's a lot of people that aren't Southern Atlanta. A lot of people. That's that's what I would go to for those two roles. If I was gonna method act something, Mm -hmm. it would definitely one of those two things. I really, I mean, I would be really into playing a pirate role. I would be really into playing a timepiece. I like dark, mysterious styles a lot of stuff m night Shyamalan's done like the village or signs i know that's not a time piece but that kind of film i would love to do if i could do would, if i could literally play what do, what do you mean by m night Shyamalan? like the village yeah like the village or signs if i could literally play mill gibson's part as if i was older and i could play mill gibson's part in signs i would i would love to <laughs> I would okay. love that part. Be the dad. You the have the history, father. the emotional wound of losing your wife to, you know, the director of the film, <laughs> <laughs> um, in a car incident, and you're a reverend who is mad at God, a, a doesn't father. know, yeah. doesn't know what to do. Father doesn't know how to take care of his kids, and then aliens invade, and then you're trying to take care of your kids, and your brother lives Man, with that's you. That's such a good film. I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. Yeah. It. That has wait, in Signs, was, it, was it his brother or was it his wife's brother? His wife's, wife's brother. brother. I think they, it was wife's. That had Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that was Joaquin. Um, but if I could play Mel Gibson's part in that movie, that would be amazing. Um, I think it, it's right up the alley of the kind of challenge I would love to do. And then... Um, <laughs> There, there's a thing I would love to play kind of a psychotic character or mentally deranged, but maybe not too much. Yeah. That so would like be what Joaquin did as the Joker, that would be too far. I don't think I would want to go. Into I would that. not want to go that way. I would definitely. It's not a little do too that. much. Maybe becoming mentally unstable would be good. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's such a slippery slope, though. Oh, that'd be crazy to do. Shoo. I would also like that there's things about the revenant. So a lot of people were like, yeah, um, a lot of people were like, yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, you did such an awesome job. He did. Um, you did he, all this crazy stuff. You ate the, ins- the innards of a bull. You were out in the cold. He's you never, just, he didn't get a uh, Oscar or nominated for anything until the revenant. Right. Yeah. That was his first. Man, he's been in so many things that he I know, could have been. But he got it. Just chill. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, however, we've been out in the wilderness a good bit. I haven't been out in like the snow-capped wilderness. I haven't done a lot of things, but I've eaten, you know, raw animals a little bit. I've tasted raw <laughs> chicken. Have. I've you bitten have. a fish. I've caught a fish. Just bit into it. it. I I feel like. I could dive pretty deep into a survival role like that okay, and yeah. have a great time while whilst putting myself through misery. You know what I mean? What? So shivering in the cold, opening up a beast okay. and climbing I, in. I got a story for you what? that I think you'd be good at. This would be right up your alley. Um, an idea. A guy, maybe even your age, you can play your own age mm-hmm. right now, trying to hike the whole Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. maybe by himself or with a friend and something happens to his friend so he's by himself and he gets lost in the wilderness he gets lost the or problem with he that, just 
wants to finish and he's going to finish. Okay, yes, it would be more like an adventure film because yeah, it wouldn't be like a, an intense survival because the problem with the Appalachian Trail is every like 10 to 20 to 25 miles, yeah. you come into a town. Yeah. Or you hit civilization and you have to pass through to go to the next trail. So like if you're being for real, then you would just... Be, if you're on the AT, anyone who's ever yeah, been on the AT, just go into you would just be like, oh, here I go. Just I keep mean, walking until I get to the next town, which yeah. is going to be like maybe at the most a day. Yeah, I mean, there is people that hike the Appalachian Trail that do, they just have a, like they a just bag travel of, up of north, down south, up north, a small down amount south. of snacks and water. And that's all they have. And they just go from town to town and sleep in the town. Yep. So, yeah, that it's those guys but, are crazy hikers, those guys and, and ladies. When you come across them, they're just like, hi, folks. And yeah. they're just like moving. I mean, they're, I've never, and you know, they're usually little, so they're kind of skinny. Mm-hmm. Their calves are tight. <laughs> I mean, their <laughs> you, calves are real tight. Those tight they, calves. Uh, yeah. They have beards or um, long hair, usually, if they're ladies. They just let their, their bodily hair just go. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, usually they're smaller because they, they don't eat a lot. They're hiking all day and they, their muscles are, they're they're pretty well done and they got crazy endurance and they just move quick through those those mountains. That would be so much fun. I don't it think I I would ever do it, but it'd be fun. If I had no one really close to have to want to have to stay around hmm. or who's looking after me or who wants to be with me like a wife, <laughs> <laughs> then I would probably be like, yeah, I'm gonna go for like three weeks and just be gone, like Andrew Fan did. Yeah, he did. Do you know if he finished? The whole trail? Yeah. I don't think so. It's pretty long. Yeah. I mean, he went into school. I doubt it. Yeah. I, have you ever, have you kept up with his podcast? Is he still doing that? He's still doing it. I saw the other day. He I could not one. find anything. What? Where are you seeing him post? Uh, Spotify, I'm pretty sure. Is he posting a he, Spotify? He's sharing his stuff to Instagram, sharing from Spotify to Instagram. Okay, well, I was looking on Instagram. I didn't see Well, it's usually Instagram stories, so it goes away after a certain period of time. So he's only posting Instagram stories. Yeah. That's stupid. I'll find it. Why don't you just reach out to him and be like, hey. What's your podcast? What's your podcast? He probably wants to promote it, so he'd be willing. Maybe he'll come on ours. Maybe. I I think it's a very, I mean, I'm not saying he won't, but a niche topic that he does. Season seven, we're going to get him on. Maybe. Yep, more guests, more things coming up. Um, okay, so what what other method acting are you are you thinking? So obviously we tackled Christian Bale. Yeah, it's got uh, Anne Hathaway. See, she's an example of she started acting when she was kind of young. I think she was like either early twenties or a teenager when she was doing like Princess Diaries. Yeah, um, she was no, she was in her twenties, I think. Okay, so she wasn't that young. The most she's ever done as far as method acting is just like buzz her hair for Les Mis. That is true. So my my theory holds up. She kind of method acted, but not fully committed. Like she wasn't a child actor. I guess. Someone, uh, Russell Crowe, he does some, he's gotten pretty, He just got jacked, but. No, he's gotten fat for a role. That, has a he role. gotten fat for a role, or is he just fat naturally? <laughs> <laughs> is he just a fat guy now? I think he he got fat for a role. Which one? 
his latest one. I don't know what it's called. I've not seen it. But his latest film, it might not even be out yet. It's coming out if it's not out. Well, it might might be on Google. Um, but he plays in a lot of stuff. And he's see. done a little bit of kind of method acting. So obviously he was in Les Mis, Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator, that's a good film. Noah, which was a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, Master, Master and Commander. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? It's a good no, movie. You told me about it. Yeah, I don't see one that looks new here or anything that says 2020 or 2021. I mean... Oh, wait, 2020. Unhinged. Is that what you're talking about? Probably. Yeah. What are you, sir? <laughs> what are you? Yeah, he is kind of chubby, is Mm-hmm. Hmm, Unhinged. I'm interested. Look for the too. new Unhinged film... Russell Crowe is either Russell either Crow, come out with or is I've going always to. been fascinated by Russell Crowe just from a a distance because he doesn't seem like he's in a ton of huge huge films like things that are very popular. In Pretty front sure of Gladiator was I mean, the one. Okay, Gladiator, but I wasn't. Which I didn't ironically, watch I didn't watch it when it came out. Well, I know, but it was the number one Russell Crowe film. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But ironically. Joaquin Phoenix was also in that one. <laughs> he was. Dude, Joaquin Phoenix is... He gets around, he just bro. sneaks up on people. Yeah, Joaquin gets around. He's gotten around a good bit. I wonder how old he was when he did his first role. Pretty young. I think he's he's young, too. Yeah. But he, uh, he, he dropped a lot of weight. When you see him in some films, he dropped a lot of weight for Joker. Oh, yeah. He, he, put he, it right back on. Of, he dropped a lot of weight for Joker. Yeah. yeah. Not as much as... Okay, yes, he got pretty small, but you can't be like, yeah, a lot of weight. I mean, when you compare it to Christian Bale and The Machinist, <laughs> it's like yeah. apples and oranges. Christian or, Bale went way harder. Yeah, or like uh, we just mentioned his name. Uh, did, uh, come on, all right, all right, all right, all right, that guy. Yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He, he played an HIV positive dude. I've never seen that movie. But I know of it. It's when he's wearing like a cowboy hat and stuff. Yeah. Um, he got pretty small too, but still not Christian Bale level. Yeah. Christian Bale was freakishly small. I can only imagine getting small for a role like that. That's just, like forcing uh, your worst. body to do it. Yeah. I wonder. The Machinist. The Machinist movie. I need a genuine reaction <laughs> of seeing pictures again because I can just talk about it. Goodness. Let me see. Whew. Oh my gosh. You probably can't see that. I mean, but Christian Bale, he probably sits, his weight sits kind of small anyway. He's not like a huge guy. I mean, the hugest role he played was like when he was trying to get big for like Batman or uh, what is it, American Hustle? Yeah, or Vice. I mean, you need. Have you seen Vice? Uh, Let me show you how fat he yeah, got. Yeah, but I'm saying Vice. like his natural weight isn't that fat. So him slimming down is not saying it's easy, but it's easier than you think because of his weight sitting low already. That's true, but let me show you Vice. <laughs> So this is him and Vice. Wow. 
<laughs> That's a difference. Okay, what? Let me. Since I'm here, I'm gonna figure out what this, what the vice president's name was that he's playing. Um, cast Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> we need to just go that. and watch some of these films. I like watching. I've seen this. For real? Yeah, I, I watched Vice. So this here's a side by side. Did with you ever watch the Dick, the real Dick one? Cheney and uh, Christian Bale? Oh man, he played that. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. See, this is a this is a pretty. I can only imagine. I he got so much fat. How do you get that big when you're that skinny? I mean, I can only imagine what you put your body through to get that big. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that transformation. How do you get that big? Do you think you can get that big? I don't know. I do not. I think I think I'd start getting pretty fat pretty quick, but that's pretty big. And then they said when he once it wrapped. He got real disciplined again, got back to his normal size. I think he meets in the middle. So if anything comes up, I think he probably gets fit, meets in the middle mm-hmm. and when he's off a roll. And then he's like, all right, I'm in the neutral zone. Whatever's needed of me next, <laughs> I'm able to work towards. Like, I doubt he could go from the machinist to vice from one movie to the next oh, or no. the opposite direction. He might die if he goes the opposite direction. You what know? do you mean the opposite direction? From what he's at at Vice, down to the machinist. Oh, yeah, probably. If he was to just drop weight like that, he he would because he'd probably die. Some even actors talk about when they they're like, okay, I'm trying to get to this weight. Once they hit that weight, most of the time it's hard for them to stop losing weight because their body knows, okay, if you're trying to lose weight, let's let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey talked about this on uh, Joe the Rogan. Joe Rogan recently. Where he said he was trying to get to like 130, and when he hit 130, he was eating normal again, but his body just kept losing because it knew it wanted he wanted to lose the weight. So yeah, and also he said it changes you, mm-hmm. like your structure doesn't come back the way no the way it was. And he said like Joe Rogan asked him how long did it take to recover from that, and he said I feel like I still am, and he's only done that one role. I mean, he's gotten pretty jacked for a few roles, and he's kind of strong naturally. But imagine what Christian Bale has put his body through. It is hard to build a lot of muscle just when you get that small. Yeah. How do you think he did it? <laughs> get muscle? Yeah. Like, he, okay, so. You have to eat a lot of protein the fighter, and work out. The fighter, uh, he got pretty jacked, but also small. The fi- No, no, no he's, not, he's not jacked in that role. He's just skinny. Are you sure? Yeah. Let me look it up. I mean, he definitely was putting, probably eating a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. And, because, see, you have to be, when you're gaining weight and you don't want to just get fat because it's hard to, when you gain a lot of weight, your body, the natural reaction is when you're gaining weight, even if you're trying to do it healthy, you get really big and you kind of hit a wall and then you just kind of get a little bit chubby not saying fat but like uh real chubby around the edges and just get a little bit chubby yeah even though you do have some muscle underneath then your body will adjust and get and slim down a little bit at that point so it goes up gets a little bit chubby and then it just bounces back and just goes to your natural weight kind of evens out really yeah when you're trying okay. to gain weight. So Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, that's the fight that's the fighter. Yeah. Um, he is pretty skinny in that. 
he's not really Jack because he's not the one who's fight. He's not the fighter. Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg is. Um, but I did after looking at this, I did want to say he did. Christian Bale did Vice. Yeah. Then he did Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen was his that size? His next film. I believe that was the next thing after Vice that he's done. Ford versus Ferrari was recent. Yeah, and Vice came out before that. Maybe it was. I don't know. But yeah, he was pretty skinny for that movie. Yes, he was. Uh, let me look at. Let me show you this because he wanted to get to the the size of the actual dude that that was there, which was not as small as a uh, some roles he did, like Fighter and Machinist, but like not little either, you know. Yeah, like he's he's pretty uh he's pretty normal human size, but. He looks like a Gordon, you know what I mean? <laughs> In that part. Like, that's what I, that's kind of what a Gordon is like. But he just, how did he go from that to that? Vice to Ford versus Ferrari. He, he's very disciplined in what he eats, and he eats and is consistent with exercise. All right, if you were to do any form of method, yeah. which one would you do? I already kind of talked about it, like a, Deep South, no, like or, a form of method. So lose oh, weight, uh, yeah, uh, shave your head, um, get tattoos. Well, uh, like boxing. Shalabuf. I already talked about this boxing. But the thing is, these actors and this. Wait, is, so you're saying your method would just be you'd become a really good boxer? Boxer, put on weight, put on a lot of muscle, um, slim up, but put on muscle. Um, I think. See, this is a, th- a thought, and I know if I was going to get paid for this role, like a million dollars, let's say someone pays me a million dollars, I would have the time to create this character and yes. and do that. So I would kind of go off the grid and become this character because I can't. It's not like us now. We have a full-time job, so we can't do all of this like we want to do. Mm-hmm. But it definitely would be something. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should try to become a method actor. Like just do method stuff? Yeah. And actually make movies? Mm-hmm. Become a method actor for short films. Yeah. All right, I know what my first one's going to be. Okay, let's write a, a script. We're going to do I'm gonna this. I'm going to be a lumberjack in the mountains, and it's going to be a thriller. And I'm going to be the lumberjack. See, it's going to be hard for you because you're gonna start. I'm going to start working on getting ointments and stuff to get my beard thicker i'm gonna start taking care of my face i'm gonna start getting real jacked eating super lean so i lose any fat i have and then i'm gonna start splitting wood every day so the right muscles here yeah it's gonna be hard the right muscles the right muscles are and i'm gonna climb trees so i'm gonna split wood i'm gonna climb trees and so the right muscles become developed Mm mm-hmm and I don't look like a jacked guy splitting wood. I look like a lumberjack, you know? Okay. The shoulders are big. You know, the legs might be lacking a little. That kind of thing. <laughs> that That's definitely interesting. I want, I would love to do that. I need to work on my acting skills, maybe on a few projects before this. And then maybe develop my acting skills more. What would you do? Get okay, the- if, you're, if you're preparing for a method role... Yeah. Not only are you doing the physical stuff. Yeah. How would you, to help yourself with acting, how would you go about helping yourself? <laughs> like, if someone says, we want you on a film, 
you don't have time to like go act in other things that you've done to become okay. better. How are you practicing? Well, how are you going to be ready for the day? The the biggest part is the script. I would memorize the script more and be more in with the script and kind of create my character more. I haven't had time to do that with other roles I've played. Um, so I would get the script, I would read it, I'd memorize it, know what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, all this stuff, know the story very well and kind of then get into the character more. And I think that would help me with the acting side of it because I'm what do you think are some character traits that you would break down to start thinking about first because the way the way my mind goes is how does this character move his eyes like when when does he breathe does he breathe fast or slow his his shoulders shoulders, his posture so his posture his so if it's like this or if it's like this or if it's yeah posture his eyes like you said and then the way he walks those three things would be what I, I go for. So you know, posture this is, and walk is probably the same, but how he walks. Um, I would think of does is it is he a heavy breather or is he a light breather? Is he someone that breathes like this, or is he someone that breathes <laughs> like this? You know what I mean? Yeah, like a mouth breather. Because you you are always into breathing, especially when you're trying to. I mean, a lot of people don't see this, but like you have done like the Gollum voice and you're good with the breathing part of it because that's what you see the most. Yeah. You know, it's everything. It's the life of the character. Yeah. How do they portray that life? You see a big fat guy on screen. I'm assuming we get close to him. We're going to hear a... (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And he doesn't even realize that they're doing it. You know what I mean? That's definitely an idea. I would love to do that Like the machinist, if I'm seeing him, I haven't even seen the movie, but I'm just saying like, if if you got the camera right up to the machinist, I would imagine Hmm. it's silent, almost like he's almost dead. You know what I mean? That's what I would imagine. This is the kind of stuff I think of when I think of characters. Yeah. That yeah, that's that that is definitely interesting. I didn't think of breathing, but I thought of posture and walking. Yeah, you gotta think of that stuff. That that's what I break down. Something if else I that I think of method acting. Yeah, depending on the role, the excitement the character gets. So if there's like a, if they get very excited, I always I'm something that I look at is smile. How do people smile? I mean, like you can smile like. Like you this with like, your teeth, with how do people smile? That's That definitely defines smile a little bit, depending on the character, I think, depending on what it is, though. Yeah. Um, any Just a just a pro tip. Uh, if you want people to see you as a genuine person, don't smile like this. <laughs> smile like this. <laughs> and even just like as you're walking around life, just show some happiness in your eyes. Yeah. That's where it's the, soul. the eyebrows or the, the eyebrows. soul windows. No, the eyebrows can get weird real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can, if you know how to raise the eyebrows to, it's like, who was it? Just someone relax said, the forehead and show some, show some happiness. In yeah. The someone eyes. said something. You don't even smile. You just raise the eyebrows and it makes people think you're, you're trying to, I think it was like Joe Fan at one point. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I think this was like way back, maybe even when he was teaching our Sunday school. He was just like, 
with the eyes. He said something about you need to raise your eyebrows and people will think you're interested or something. I don't <laughs> I feel like that's just Joe Fant pulling some young people's legs. Probably he, he wanted people. He wanted to see these little kids going around, going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> "No, I think he was." Genuine. I'm interested. I I don't You're a know cute the girl. Con- the context though. I'm interested. <laughs> I don't know the context, but I think I think it was for something. That's yeah, funny. it'd be funny. <laughs> talk about, do you remember we made a film with for that Sunday school? Let's not talk about that. Mm. I was bald in the film because it was right before I decided, or it was right during the I time I decided to. I was not recognized in the film. What do you mean? I don't think you could recognize me in the film. Yeah, there was a lot of roles. Because the whole Sunday school had to. It was silly. It was a cool <laughs> idea though. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. And kudos to Joe Fan for putting both of those together. <laughs> for not really having much experience with video editing. I didn't have any at the time. I was so young. He just like put that two was videos one of together. That kind of sparked us getting to film though. It was one of them. One of those things. Yeah, because it was... We did it with him and then Josh Pinnell. We saw him making a few short videos and he taught cinematography. Um, that was at the time I started wanting to do UPS weight and film that right before Fight the Good Fight. And then we filmed Fight the Good Fight with Seth and that set us on a journey. Seth, you know, Seth had to, Seth was the one who titled the film that set us on a journey. Fight the Good Fight? Yeah. (laughs) It was like kind of his story. I mean, he definitely took charge in the story. And then I think it, it was, was his first, idea, and then it morphed into you as like the third one went up, came around. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, well, you don't know <laughs> the <laughs> the conversations Seth would have when he would call me. Oh, I know, I know. Talk to me about ideas for hours. I know, and I'm just like, man, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna figure this out? I didn't even know what to do. Like, I was still using Vegas. It was still stretching all my video, and I didn't know why. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, silly, but... <sighs> Definitely okay. was no method acting in those, though. No, no. We weren't <laughs> We weren't limiting ourselves in any kind of food or emotional intimacy. Food. Emotional need. Yeah. We would just have snacks. Talk about food. No, we're not talking about food. Do you think food. there was any um, method acting during Game of Thrones? Or was everyone just living comfy? <laughs> Probably mostly living comfy. I think there Daenerys did something. I don't know what she did. I was just looking this up. Let me let me look it up. Didn't it Daenerys didn't she lose a little bit of weight? Maybe. Um, let me look it up. She let become a little thin for a certain part see. of the show. I know, um, this isn't really method acting, but I know um Amelia Clark she oh, no. she That's was dealing with method. She's just saying she dyed her hair. How is that method? Yeah, it's not method. Um, I mean it's it's labeled as method. It's not very. It's not committed to much. But you know, Amelia Clark, she was dealing with the brain aneurysm. Oh yeah, during the recording of that, and she had to get surgery because they wanted to basically. I think they had to remove it or something. So she basically had to have brain surgery. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that like season one though? Yeah, it was pretty early on, but it the re- repercussions lasted for a while. 
So that's pretty crazy. Imagine going through that pretty fresh into your career as an actor. Going for it. Still going for it. Still being one of the biggest, one of the most important characters in one of the biggest shows that's ever existed. Yeah. And you're dealing with a pretty serious health issue that you're, you're worried could kill you. And you're playing, you're carrying this big heavy it, role. It's definitely you have to find an interest in it or just want to be there for, like, throw everything you have to be there. Yeah. That's a weird thing. I don't know what I would do. This is getting a little heavy, but I, I want to throw this idea out there. Yeah. If If I was to be given, like, a terminal diagnosis or something that's very threat life-threatening, I don't know if I would all of a sudden be really protective of the time I have left. And go into film? Or no, if I would either just drop film because of the time commitment and me thinking I might not have time to even make it anyway and just spend it with like my wife and friends and family. Mm-hmm. Or if I would go the opposite direction and invest everything I have and all the time I have left in trying to make something before I'm I'm gone, you know? Yeah. I don't know which one I would go with. It's tempting to choose the first one. It seems like the right choice, but we don't know. Yeah. What's the right choice? Or, I mean, it depends on you, if you have a clear set deadline or it's like maybe, but if it's possible to, you know. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> I don't know. It, it. I mean, I'm not in this circumstance, so I don't know for sure. I would like to say I would do whatever I can and not have any regrets. Mm-hmm. So, whatever that is, I don't know. I don't know what my re- regret... I would regret not trying to do something. Mm-hmm. So, maybe go for it. But I don't want to say I would leave everybody behind. I would try to find a way to do... Both, almost, you know? Yeah. That would be hard. I mean, you'd have to pick. I, I, In my mind, I feel like I'd have to pick. Mm. Because if you're somewhere in the middle, which is weird because we live somewhere in the middle now. We just are okay with that because we're healthy. If you have a deadline and you kind of know the deadline kind of, or the possible deadline, then why does that all of a sudden you have to pick one? Because I think the inner turmoil of knowing that the deadline is a lot sooner than what you might have previously thought. All of a sudden, if you're choosing one thing, you're not choosing the other in your last moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be hard to just ride the middle. (laughs) I mean, I don't think I could ride the middle. I think I'd be committing. I'd probably commit to friends, family, and wife. Yeah. I don't think I would probably if if that was the case. It that's, that's definitely what my a gut says. Thing. Um, do you want to kind of end this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me and Joshua talk about method acting and also a little bit of Disney at the beginning. You can go back and listen to we did three and a half hour podcast. Yes. On something like that. Our trip. If it turned out good. Did you listen to audio yet? Not yet. Um, we were doing it while we were driving. So who knows if the audio was great? It'll be posted before this episode. Decent, probably. So, yeah, it's going to be posted before this, so you can go back and listen to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not going to be on this audio channel. only. No channel, not on this YouTube channel. 
only Spotify. So go yeah. to Spotify, listen to it, and tell us what you think. We got pretty, we were relaxed and more personal with this episode. On moments. On yeah. some moments, we didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it but was that, very casual. That you is like, the personalness of it. I mean, at yeah. one point, closer to the end, you just flat out got angry at me. And that's not something we, I mean, we do, but we don't show it. We don't we, try we to tone like, back. Yeah. We tone it back a little bit for the video. If we feel like we're about to argue, we're going to try to wrap it up. Yeah. That, you flat out got angry at me. Do you, do you remember that? Or were you just too tired? I was pretty tired, but I kind of remember. Because <laughs> you kept gesturing. Is that what you were is that what I got? That and it? cutting you off at the end. Cutting you off on something and you just flat out kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but go listen to that. It's all right. It's definitely, you'll see if you like. You'll get the, a very raw version of me and Joshua. Yeah. Because we talked for a long time. And a bro- our brother dynamic. And we mostly. were tired at, at a certain point. And uh, it's going to feel like you just jumped into a conversation, a true conversation, a casual car ride conversation that you can't yeah. speak into. We talked about <laughs> personal things that happen in our life friends that we had and have been wrote out of our life yeah that we talked about that for a while yeah we didn't i mean don't tease it too much we didn't talk about that too crazily but we just (laughs) we brought it up um if you listen to this and you're an acquaintance you can go back and listen are you wrote out of our life (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right anywho let's end this episode we got other things we gotta do it's been a long day Thanks for joining us, and we're here to make geeks out of ya. Subscribe, comment, hit the bell, uh, follow us on Instagram and Spotify. Yeah. Midnight special. It happens on Spotify. <laughs> Bye. Have a good week. <laughs>